Coronavirus has changed all of our lives, but how will it impact the future? Does this change everything? I'm Matt Rees. On this episode of Does This Change Everything? Climate Action and Environmental Investment. Will the coronavirus divert investment away from climate action? Or is it an opportunity for governments and businesses to switch our economies towards environmental sustainability? We'll find out from Nancy Sage, Chief Climate Change Expert at the European Investment Bank, the EU Bank. Nancy, does the coronavirus crisis have an impact on the threat of climate change? Yes, yes, I think it does. Um, I think it has uh, potentially a very positive impact on that threat. And also, I suppose there's also a risk of it having a negative impact. I think um, it can have a positive impact because it's shown that globally, uh, when we're facing a threat, we can be prepared to change dramatically the way we run our lives and our businesses to deal with that threat. Um, in this case, we're dealing with the virus, but of course, climate change, it's perhaps less obviously facing us right now, but it is probably a much bigger threat. And it's shown us that we can actually take steps. So um, maybe it makes the steps to deal with climate change seem less um less scary and less uh, un unachievable because we've just shown that we can really uh, change the way we, we do our business and the way we run our cities. Um, I suppose from the negative side, there is a risk that um, the money that's going to be needed to help rebuild economies and, and help people get back to work goes to the wrong things. But I do, I do hope not. And I think there's a lot of effort going on in the EU to make sure that the recovery is green. And if we do that, I think it can be very positive. It can be like a, a leap forward in terms of our response on climate change. Let's talk about those uh, economic stimulus plans. Governments are, as you say, introducing these big economic stimulus plans to help businesses recover from the lockdown. The first question is, should the stimulus focus on green companies rather than all companies in general? Well, I think it's first of all, it's important to understand that there are many companies that do many good things and produce good things and employ a lot of people that are not green, but they may not be harming climate in a particular way either. Um, let's take a very topical example of a, a company that's making ventilators, for example. Um, they may not be a green company, but they're making something very, very important. Um, so I, I do not think that all the stimulus must be only on green companies because indeed there are many uh, important parts of our economy that are not particularly harming uh, climate but isn't, are not green. On the other hand, I think if we use the stimulus to support companies that are high emitting and are continuing to emit a lot of greenhouse gas and are not making an effort to transition, then that would be, uh, that would be a mistake. So um, I think it should focus on trying to help all companies be more green, um, but I don't think that simply focusing on green companies um, is the way forward because I think we need to support all parts of the economy to be greener as part of the recovery. Is there a risk that governments and investors might turn their focus away from climate and environmental sustainability because they're so concerned about a recession after the coronavirus? Um, well, yes, it's, there is that uh, risk and the, the focus, obviously, right now, 
is on the humanitarian issue, uh, is on the loss of jobs as people's uh, living being lost. Um, so they're right to focus right now on, on the immediate needs. I think as long as we do that without slipping back on climate and environment, that's, that's okay. What's really important is the next thing, the very next thing we do, where we start um, really trying to build back better, as people say, and put things, you know, put things back in a stronger position to try and avoid at least the worst of a recession that might come, would be that we must then really focus on recovery and climate at the same time. So I think there's a lot of people out there, there's a lot of pressure out there to make sure that governments and investors don't turn away from climate and environment. Um, if for nothing else, uh, um, that many people have seen including younger people, perhaps what the world might be like and how wonderful it would be to live in cities where, you know, you don't have so much air pollution and you don't have so much traffic. And, and perhaps it's given also some hope uh, to some of these um, younger members of society that actually there is really a way uh, to get to a much better sort of way of living. And, um, and they're putting a lot of pressure on governments and investors to absolutely not turn away from climate and environment. So I think, I don't think they will turn their focus away because I think there's sufficient pressure uh, not to do that. You mentioned there in the, in the lockdown, yes, we've all used our cars much less. Oil prices have collapsed during this lockdown. What does this mean for the future of, of climate change? Yes, that's um, that's a very uh, strange thing that that's happened, of course, and, and and a lot of things could could happen as a result. I I think the most important thing is we come back to where we use the public money to to go forward. Um, we we probably have to be very careful not to um, prop up parts of the economy where, in fact, perhaps what this has done is speed up something that we needed to do anyway, which is to move away from our dependence on fossil fuel. So, um, yeah, the oil prices have collapsed, um, but that's also because we've been using our cars much less. And, um, for example, I saw um, um, President Macron from France uh, talking about how all the effort must be now in um, car manufacturing for electric electric cars in, in France. And I think that that kind of focus um, if we keep on on that sort of path, actually, this is maybe a moment where we start to accelerate in our transition away from, from our dependence on oil and, and other fossil fuels. You mentioned that young people uh, might have seen things change. For citizens in general, do you think they're more likely to be open to climate solutions because they've seen that life goes on, even without air travel and, and constant mobility? Um, I think so. I think so. I mean, obviously, there are some very negative sides to this. Obviously, there are. Um, I myself are concerned about my elderly parents who are in the UK, my husband's uh, family who are in South Africa. And and obviously, people will go back to, to flying and, and traveling. But I think it's shown us um, that we can do a lot more without traveling. 
Um, and I think it's demonstrated how we can do that. And um, people have become much more adept on Skype, on WebEx, on Zoom, and they found that they can um, stay in touch with their families and they can do a lot of things in a much more low carbon way. I mean, one of the things I found very interesting, I'm really old school, so I like to write on a paper document and then when I've written it, um, I then go onto the computer and type my track changes. And I can't do that at home. I can't just print documents. So I've really had to learn to review documents and look at things on the screen. Now, this is something that younger people do anyway. They're, my daughter doesn't print off things to look at them. So in a way, perhaps it's us older generation that we found that actually we can work in quite a different way. And, um, you know, people have been very imaginative. Uh, so, for example, uh, my husband's fitness training has all been done by video. And then you realize, well, actually, that works just fine. I don't need to travel to their uh, gym. I can actually do it at home on um, on a video training. So I think it actually has shown us that we can do a lot of things without traveling around all the time and perhaps makes us more aware of um, when we should be traveling because we need to and not just traveling around all the time out of habit. If we think back to the, the days before the coronavirus crisis, there were a lot of people then who were saying all the investment that's needed to fight climate change is so big, it perhaps simply can't be done. It's just too much money. But the the economic stimulus plans for coronavirus are even bigger, I believe, and they're happening. So is this a sign that the necessary climate investment really can be achieved? Absolutely. Absolutely. It always could be achieved. It's just that there is an inertia in the system where we tend to continue investing in the same things. And it takes a long time to shift money to, to greener and transition activities. Um, so the fact that this... Um, big impact of the coronavirus has has needed these huge investments and changes. I mean, look how fast some of the manufacturing has changed from making totally different items to making, as I said, ventilators or or other necessary medical equipment. And um, that's been much faster than many of the investments that were needed for climate. And it and we've seen we can do it. I think we've surprised ourselves. Perhaps we were a little bit slow to start at the beginning of the year as the messages came out of China. But when it became clear that manufacturing needed to change, manufacturing did change. And indeed, I think it has shown up in clear relief that actually we can do this, we can address climate change. The investment potential is there uh, with, the, for example, the EU Sustainable Finance Action Plan and many things that are going on with the green recovery. We can just kind of divert money much more quickly than we thought. And perhaps it's, as I said, made it less scary because we've realized, look, actually, we've just done this when we're dealing with the virus. So let's just carry on and deal with not just the virus, but other big threats that are facing us, in, including climate change, which is probably the biggest um, that we're facing. What can the European Investment Bank, the EU Bank, do to help in this new situation? Well, I think we have a very important role. Um, we have a very important role, obviously, in the recovery in the EU. Um, 
I believe there's going to be a lot of uh, new initiatives in the green recovery and, and the bank can not only be supporting the health sector and social sector to recover and also um, support SME job creation, but can also really help with green efforts using our knowledge, using our financial innovation um, and partnering up with public money to really make a, a, a an acceleration in, in the green financing. And also in this um, building back better to building resilience to all different kinds of shocks that we might experience. I mean, this time it's been a virus, but let's suppose that the next one is catastrophic drought, let's say, across large parts of Europe, um, knocking out tourism, knocking out agriculture, uh, knocking out wine, knocking out other parts of the economy. We need to be resilient to those things. And the EIB, um, you know, with its multi-sectoral approach, um, funding public and private, uh, can really help drive that agenda. And then, of course, we are a global multilateral development bank. We are the EU's development bank. And so we can also really take this forward um, in developing countries and help them not only with the health crisis, which obviously they need a lot of help with, but also through our credit lines, um, the small businesses, but critically also helping those countries also build resilience to other big health impacts, but also climate change and environmental degradation. And if we help them with those kind of more um, um, holistic resilience across all different types of threats, then we're really helping them build stronger economies and help them work towards achieving the sustainable development goals and really helping them recover in a way that helps them step forward into a cleaner, greener future for their citizens, um, as well as for our citizens in the EU. Thank you, Nancy Sage, Chief Climate Change Expert at the European Investment Bank, the EU Bank. This is Does This Change Everything from the European Investment Bank, the EU Bank.